baseball's a funny game. If it bounces your way, we might be able to make some hay this year. We're looking to take another step forward. We're still building for the future. And, you know, everybody's picked, you know, thinking we're going to be real good in 2020, but that doesn't stop all of us from coming to the ballpark every day, preparing and trying and wanting to win that night, that day. Eloy is swinging that bat, and people are noticing it. But right now, we're, we're seeing a great, great uh, position for him to grow. And I'm thinking that we might even see him in August here. Pantera, he's a star. I mean, he was going viral every single day in summer camp for something that he was doing. I honestly thought he would struggle out the bat. Like, I mean, we saw with Mankata, we saw with Aloy. These guys had to adjust to uh, big league pitching, but he looks like something else. Not only is he hitting with power, we know his speed and all that, but he looks like a pro hitter already. I mean, the way he's sitting on those low breaking balls. I mean, he's he's making he's putting swings on balls that rookies don't do. You know, James McCann, even from spring training when we talked to him, he brought a he brought us some interesting perspective. I'm not necessarily saying he's off to a blazing start, but uh he's a veteran guy who's when you got a young pitching staff, that's that's huge for your team. So he's a guy that knows how to call a game and, and he's a good defensive catcher as well with a good arm. So I like I liked them bringing in James McCann. I thought it made a lot of sense and I think he's fitting in. Dylan Cease is a kid. Saw a video of him last year around this time. And I, I saw video clips of him in, in some games, a small sample size in a ball. He was in a ball. And I said, this kid looks pretty good. I like the way he looked. He gave me a good feel. You know, mechanically, he looked good. He threw his pitches, had a good body, a lot of good things, attributes, assets, gifts that he has. And he's got good stuff. I mean, he wanted to break camp with the team. The fans wanted him to break camp with the team, but it is what it is. There's a business side of baseball. But to see, I mean, you you put you pencil him into that lineup, it uh, starts to look more complete. So we're not even at full strength. But seeing Madrigal, yeah, that four for four game, it was great. I mean, he's another one. He's a pro hitter. He looks like a hitter. He's hitterish. I think he's going to be the real deal, maybe eventually, uh, you know, a top of the order type hitter. But right now, he's the perfect number nine hitter for this lineup. It's total preparation for each game and total preparation with each guy for each individual game, whether it be the starting pitcher, you know, getting everybody the information and the game plan uh, on what we're going to try to do to get people out. I certainly can see our pitcher's strengths. And, you know, to a a real degree, we want to keep those strengths strong and we want to work on their weaknesses so we can round out their repertoire so they can do more things. The more things a pitcher can do to a hitter with more pitches to both sides of the plate, you know, it puts more element of doubt and and unsureness in a hitter's mind, and that's what you want to do. Obviously, Giolito is, uh, I think, definitely the ace. And it's been exciting. It's been up and down, even though it's been 60 days. But it's been fun, and the key is to make it to the postseason. And once you're there, everybody starts brand new, and uh, you have to look at every pitch, uh, at every out, as uh, as important. And uh, it should be an exciting uh, couple days. Hey everybody, it's Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey everyone, it's Luke Stockmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, an ISU Redbird alum. 
Hey, this is Alex Dolanard. Hey, Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. Here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 53rd episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farrell here with you tonight on September 28th, 2020, welcoming listeners to the 53rd episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm your host for tonight's special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where we're talking all things Chicago White Sox, as it is the first ever White Sox playoff edition episode here at Will's 5th Quarter Special as the Chicago White Sox are headed to the MLB playoffs for the first time in 12 years in the history of the franchise. So a very big moment in uh, White Sox history. Very excited for them. We at Willis Fifth Quarter Special support all things, both Chicago teams, but especially in this episode, Chicago White Sox baseball. This is an exciting time for White Sox fans, and it's an exciting time for a team that is just one year out of its rebuild. And in that first year post-rebuild, and they're opening their contention window they are headed to the MLB playoffs now we're heading into the segment that opens the show there are many types of well-known trivia out there but this new trivia will blow you away it's Will's fifth quarter trivia this segment is all about history of the fifth quarter sports talk here at Will's fifth quarter special from guessing who appeared for an episode an episode number and more in the history of this sports podcast is up for grabs the trivia history question will be announced And following the episode, you can follow our social media. Go click on it right now on our Facebook profile at William D. Farlow, our Twitter page, which is also William D. Farlow, our Snapchat at WillFarlow44, and our Instagram, Will's Fifth Quarter Special, for all the clues. And Facebook Lives and other live content will also feature the clues. Uh, Following this episode, as usual, I will be doing the question and clue number one, as you hear here on episode 53. And you can also check our YouTube channel, Type Will's 5th Quarter Special and search free subscriptions for all live content. Time for new fans and other Will's 5th Quarter Special listeners to get ready. The 5th Quarter has just begun as here is your 4th ever Will's 5th Quarter Trivia Question. You have to have the episode number for this one and the question, which episode featured the Chicago White Sox talk as they acquired by trade their current closer, Alex Kalman. So you have to guess the episode number for this one. And as usual, I will be giving clue number one here on episode 53. And as I mentioned, following this episode being posted, our Facebook live video. That will, if you can't catch it on Facebook, will be up on our Instagram as I usually do after the Facebook. And then it will be up on our YouTube channel. So the first clue of the fourth ever Will fifth quarter trivia question again the question uh, being which episode featured Chicago White Sox talk of their trade acquisition of their now current closer, Alex Calme. And the first clue to the fourth ever Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia question is the name of the guest co-host that joined me on that episode. His name is James Kalianis. So there is the first clue and the fourth ever Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia question. Best of luck of everyone trying the question. And as usual, you can check out on our YouTube channel, Will's Fifth Quarter Special, and on our Facebook profile at William D. Farrell. Links for it are also on our other social media pages as well, as I mentioned earlier on during the segment. Go ahead and uh, back and listen to that part if you want to know where our social media spots are as well. And you can also see our walkthrough video uh, for all news Will's fifth quarter special fans that are trying Will's fifth quarter trivia for the first time. We recommend you watch the video and learn all about the new 
trivia style we feature here at Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia with Will's Fifth Quarter Special. So best of luck to all the Will's Fifth Quarter. Best of luck to all the Will's Fifth Quarter Special fans. We look forward to seeing what you come up with for the fourth ever Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia Question. So now it's the big part of the show where we cover all things Chicago White Sox, getting you ready for their first playoff action in 12 years since 2008. So we're bringing in our guest appearance, and it's someone very close to my heart. It's my father, Brian Farlow, and he has been on the show numerous times before and uh, has brought really good insight on various topics, and he was actually the first ever guest co-host on the pilot episode of Will Fifth Quarter Special. So he has that honor in our history books. This is somebody that knows the White Sox very well and uh, got me into the team and how I became a dire White Sox fan. And he really knows the history of the Chicago White Sox up to this point. And we're going to cover a little bit of history there, what the atmosphere was like in 2008 when the White Sox went to the playoffs in 2008. We're also going to talk about how we see that type of energy now with this young team, one year out of the rebuild, headed to the playoffs for the first time in 12 years. We're going to talk about what we both have seen in uh, the season, especially towards the end in uh, the rough slump where the players are at we also have an injury question and it's not confirmed that Iwo Jimenez is whether or not he's able to play yet for game one of for the White Sox in the AL wildcard series in Oakland against the Oakland Ace so we're going to talk about that what's going on with that and uh, we're going to talk about the pitching staff there are some questions you know uh, about not not the starters but like the bullpen guys that might be used uh, some of the hitters What's going on with Nomar Mazzara? You know, hopefully he saved some of those home runs he didn't get for us during the season, aside from the one for the postseason. We don't know. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to give our predictions for the playoffs as well in the uh, wildcard series, where uh, Brian and I both feel the White Sox will end up statistically and whether or not they can defeat Oakland in these next three days and uh, move on to Los Angeles for the ALDS. So here is my interview with... Our guest appearance, Brian Farlow. So Brian Farlow, Will's Fifth Quarter Special fans, he is back. You've heard him before as a co-host, a guest appearance. Uh, started on episode one, and he's been uh, a big part of inspiring me to start this show. Uh, so Brian Farlow, pleasure to have you join us for the first ever White Sox playoff edition of Will's Fifth Quarter Special here in 2020. How does that sound to you, White Sox playoff edition? It sounds very exciting. It's been a long time. Yeah, and it's also, as you said, a long time. Uh, we're going to open with that question, with this question where it's the first time in 12 years. A lot of the listeners know about that. I mentioned it before we intro DN. Tell us what it was like when the White Sox won 2008. Now, granted, I remember, but I was only in sixth grade, so I remember a little bit. So tell us about what that was like when they won uh, to go into the playoffs the the last time before this year in 2008. What was that like? Well, 2008 was exciting. Um, It was coming, uh, well, 2008 obviously is three years after they won the World Series, and there were a lot of expectations for them to continue winning, Uh, but as any team knows, every year is different, so they struggled in 2006, 2007, and they kind of put it together uh, to make a run at it in 2008. So it was a lot of fun. It was exciting. And I think what I remember from that blackout game, and you, we 
White Sox fans know about it. Obviously, it's definitely in the record books for a historical game in White Sox history. The Twins were right up against us pretty much in the standings, even in that game, like they are right now. I mean, if we look at the standings going into uh, the playoffs, just pulling up our postseason bracket here, the White Sox are seven seed. Now, a lot of fans were um, a little disappointed because they had a chance to go and uh, get the first spot in the division. But we're going to start with just a quick recap of the year. You know, it just finished, Brian. Probably the weirdest short baseball regular season baseball fans will ever see. The game itself will ever see in its long historic history. So what do you want to talk about recapping from your end? The 2020 Chicago White Sox, where the rebuild is finally over. Well, I don't know if it's finally over. Um, we'll see if they win it all this year. Then I guess it would be over. But um, let's hope that they uh, continue on the path of progress. Uh, they've got a lot of really good pieces to pick up a Grandal, um, uh, Madrigal coming up, uh, obviously Luis Robert, or as you like, some people like to say, Robert. Um, and Jose Abreu having a, a career year, and he's been Mr. Consistent over the last five or six years. Um, and obviously the pitching, uh, cool. Keuchel, and, and, and Dylan Cease, and obviously Giolito is, uh, I think, definitely the ace. And the bullpen has uh, helped out quite a bit. Um, so it's been exciting. Uh, it's been up and down, even though it's been 60 days. Uh, I know Will's been up and down with the team also. But um, it, it's been fun. And the key is to make it to the postseason. And once you're there, everybody starts brand new. And uh, you have to look at every pitch, uh, at every out, as, uh, as important. And uh, it should be an exciting uh, couple days. I definitely like what you mentioned about the pitching. The hitting is an obvious one. We already knew a lot of these young hitters uh, that were coming into the system. Uh, just to name a few here, Luis Robert is an obvious one. Brian mentioned is in the running for rookie of the year, but is facing a tight race against outfielder of the Seattle Mariners, Kyle. Outfielder for the Seattle Mariners, Kyle Lewis, and we don't know what's going to happen with that. I I I go along with White Sox fans on this one. Uh, Will's fifth quarter special back, so is Abreu for MVP. I'm just going to say it right there. Uh, I think he's the obvious choice at this point. And, Brian, you could possibly agree. Uh, you know, when a player like Jose goes through the rebuild as well as Tim Anderson did, but Jose Abreu said something I have never heard from a player before. Um, you know, it's during the contract year. Players always say, you know, oh, I want to come back, or, oh, we'll see what happens, and he goes somewhere else. But Jose Abreu said probably one of the most humble things I've ever heard from a team's leader. If the team does not sign me, I will sign myself. When you heard that last year, coming into this year, and you see what Jose's doing, six home runs in three games in that Wrigley series, uh, leading the league once again in RBIs in the AL, just hitting the ball and playing so well on both sides of the ball. What? How does Jose Abreu as AL MVP sound to you? Um, it sounds good, obviously. I'm a fan of his. Um, I'm not quite sure how the voting is going to work with 60 days, but um, his numbers are definitely there. And uh, sometimes 
Uh, it's not just the numbers from this year. Sometimes it's the reputation of the player. And he's a good guy. He's a good player. And that may carry him through to the uh, title of MVP. Yeah, and I also think he's really obviously struck a chord with some of the young players. I know you've been on the show talking socks with us, and you've mentioned, like, I remember uh, Yoan Moncada and Robert. You mentioned some of those names and how he's going to – he's a leader to those guys, fellow Cuban players, fellow foreign players. And the, the team just messes well together. I think that's something uh, – I know we had Alec Barbero Reyes, one of our uh, recent guest appearances about the White Sox, talking about some of the rookies. So, uh, you know, Nick Madrigal, Robert, all these guys are pitching. The bullpen is lights out. Crochet is exciting. Probably we'll see him in the rotation, but uh, exciting to see starting the bullpen like a Chris Sale But we got to get into it, the playoffs. And I think the first moment I mentioned this to you, who we were facing, you had a very – interesting uh, perspective about it. So why don't you share with us your views of why the White Sox going on the road to face Oakland for their first time back in the playoffs in 12 years is going to be something interesting and challenging. Why do you feel it's going to be that way against Oakland? Well, even when Oakland had bad teams, uh, it always seemed like they stepped up their game and gave the White Sox a challenge. Um... Their pitching was better, uh, their hitting was better, and they were able to shut down the Sox several times. It's kind of like how Kansas City used to do to the White Sox many years ago, um, and obviously Cleveland and Minnesota. But uh, it seemed like any time they would go to the West Coast, uh, they could handle the Angels. Even if the Angels had a really good uh, winning record, and then when they would face the A's at the Coliseum, they would struggle. And uh, uh, a couple years ago, I think they played him in the playoffs, and that, sure enough, that happened where um, I think Frank Thomas, who used to be on the White Sox, was on the team and actually came back to bite the White Sox. And uh, So uh, it'll be an interesting couple games, I think, uh, with their talent and uh, their veteran experience mixed with that young talent. Um, I think they'll do fine. Um, I think the key will be the uh, the uh, hitting and the offense. Uh, getting off to a good early start, getting into their bullpen, and hopefully uh, our bullpen can hold uh, hold them down for the uh, victories. Yeah, just kind of looking at Oakland and the White Sox, Oakland also has a pretty good uh, bullpen. Liam Hendricks is obviously one of the obvious names, but we're going to take a look at the pitching matchups a little bit here before, uh, Brian, we each give our predictions on what the Sox will do in the wildcard series in three games, and the answer of the question, will we see them move on to the division series in Los Angeles, possibly against Houston, uh, who's well known for that terrible sign-stealing scandal and uh, the dreaded Minnesota Twins. But real quick question we got to answer for the fans that are wondering, one of those bats in the lineup you mentioned. There is still the obvious question. It has not been reported. I think it's going to come... As I say in football, maybe a game-time decision before tomorrow afternoon's tip-off, 2 p.m. first pitch. Will Eloy Jimenez be active for the game? Now, the manager Ricky Renteria, uh, various staff members from the team have reported he has made progress. He's been quoted saying that as well. So help us answer that question, Brian. For Will's Fifth Quarter Special fans out there listening to this before the game or during the series, is Eloy Jimenez, in your opinion, going to be active for the game, and if he isn't, maybe say just for game one, maybe comes back game two. How does that impact the Sox if he can't come 
active for this lineup? Well, I think if he is struggling uh, with his ankle, um, I believe it was he hurt his ankle, um, there are two options that uh, Renteria has. You could put him in at DH um, and then platoon, uh, say, Adam Mangle or somebody else out there to get his bat in the, the lineup. Um, and then you would always have Encarnacion and uh, uh, McCain or uh, Grandal, depending on who's catching, uh, can come in and pitch it at any time. Um, so a lot of it is depending on uh, uh, how he feels at game time. Uh, you, you need these two games. So uh, that's the season. So uh, if he's up for it um, and he's in a little pain, uh, he'll be able to fight through it. He's a young guy, he's strong, and uh, I think he knows what's on the line. So I think he'll play. Um, and uh, I think he'll be a big part of the uh, team's success. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, now we're going to get into the interesting part of the interview. We always do this with playoff series on the show. Uh, I'm going to start, and then uh, we're going to let you give your thoughts on predictions for the White Sox. So, the Oakland A's have a young rookie starter going game one. Jesus Lazaro, really good arm, really good stuff as a left-hander. Uh, definitely someone I've watched a little bit on the highlights for Oakland. Oakland's got a fun team, kind of a little bit in the White Sox, but in a different setting, of course, and a style of play they've put together with their team. I think he's going to be a little bit nervous. I think that's going to be both him and Giolito. Giolito is a little more seasoned, a little more experienced in the majors, but not in the playoffs. So, you're going to have two guys here in Game 1 that haven't pitched in the playoffs before. I think it's going to be Giolito. He's got the command. I think it'd be a smart choice on Renteria's end. You were just saying DH, um, Yasmani. I could see him DH, give Edwin maybe uh, a bit of time for Game 2 to save his bat or something, whatever's in the bat for us to use. And you go Eloy at left. If he's good to go, you put him in left. You got Jared Dyson who can go in left maybe if he needs to. But I think game one, it's going to be the White Sox taking it. It's going to be a close game because I think Oakland has some really good bats, very good, strong contact hitting, good defense. And uh, I think game one is where the White Sox need to make a statement. You know, they did lose bad to the Cubs uh, getting one of the three games. This offense and team needs to make a statement that this won't be just our first time in the playoffs. There's many more to come, and this is what you will see. You know, get those nerves out in the first inning or before the game. Get it going. Game two will be interesting, though, I think. Uh, former White Sox prospect Chris Bassett up for Oakland and Dallas Keuchel. So I think the White Sox have the pitchers to do it, but I could see Oakland taking one of the two games. But I'm going to make a bold prediction. I have the White Sox taking both games, going to the division series and facing Houston or Minnesota. And if it's Minnesota, Sox can get a little revenge from the regular season. Brian, what are your predictions for the White Sox and Oakland and tell us whether or not you think, see them going to the Division Series in L.A. Well, um, I'm kind of cheating here. I'm looking at a little research. And they state uh, Sean Manea and Jesus Lozardo go. They're both south, southpaws. And the White Sox finished the season with a 14-0 record against left-handed starters, becoming the first major league team in history to go undefeated through a whole season against left-handed starters. Uh, so, obviously, um, if you're a betting man, you kind of go with the hot hand, and you got to believe that the White Sox uh, have a lot of good right-handed hitters, um, a lot of right-handed power, and uh, they might be able to uh, handle the left-handed pitching of the Oakland A's. 
So I think they might be able to sweep the first two games. Um, and then uh, hopefully Minnesota and Houston go three, give us a little rest. Uh, not much of a rest because there's the games are right after that. So um, I'm predicting the White Sox win both games. And I think they're probably going to end up facing um, our, uh, our division rivals, the Twins. And uh, we'll go from there. I think the White Sox fans would find that prediction interesting. Uh, plus, they don't have to dig out the trash cans like the Dodgers have done in the news to uh, taunt the Astros. But, Brian, we want to thank you for joining us uh, for this special edition of Wilson Court Special White Sox Edition. Uh, you've been a help to me uh, through my career uh, to this point, early stages, and helping inspire me to start this show. So, uh, pleasure to have you on. And uh, let's hope we could talk some White Sox uh, playoffs, not just now, but division series. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. So that was some good insight from our guest appearance, Brian Farlow, and I think it's just exciting to see how happy White Sox fans are. I'm a Sox fan, actually, too, so um, I'm with everybody on that. It's a very exciting point, and I think it's just, especially during the pandemic, I think that's something I've realized as a sports fan, like each and every one of you have uh, realized in your own way during this time, is... We're more excited about baseball, basketball, football, soccer, whatever sport it is. We're more excited about it during this time because, you know, some of us are going through situations where we've lost a family member or, you know, we're sick or we're having work situations with during the pandemic. All kinds of troubles and tribulations. We're all getting through it together, and especially as sports fans. And I think that's what the beauty of the game of baseball is, specifically as well, I think, it's bringing people together. And, you know, yes, we can't go to the games and sit in the seats like always. We're watching on our televisions. But it's still a very special time right now. And for Chicago White Sox fans, it's even more special. Now, of course, a lot of fans can't see it when they you know, aren't at the stadium, the first year I rebuild and they're missing this. But we are able to watch it on the TV, still be, you know, there technically. And it's just exciting for the game of baseball. And I think this is probably going to be the best playoff postseason edition in Major League Baseball's history, but the most memorable as well. You know, they're always saying uh, during this time, you know, the team that wins the World Series is going to have an asterisk around it. I don't think that's the case. I think it still will be um, treated with respect as it always has in the postseason. So so we at Will's Fifth Quarter Special want to wish the Chicago White Sox nothing but the best of luck in their first ever playoff game tomorrow, 2 p.m. first pitch, as we mentioned in the interview. It will be rookie Jesus Lazardo taking the mound in the Oakland Coliseum in Oakland, California, as the White Sox bring Lucas Giolito to the mound, being the road team, and they will be trying to do the best they can in the postseason. Now it's time for the favorite ending segment of the show everyone enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself and my guest co-hosts, along with our listeners at home, a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern-day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook profile and Twitter page, both William D. Farlow, and post their own sports movie moment favorites for a chance to have it read on future Will's Fifth Quarter Specials. So, my movie moment compares with the team the White Sox are actually facing and going on the road to face. in the AL wildcard series, their first uh, playoff series ever since 2008 in 12 years. And it's the movie Moneyball. And I've used this before 
in uh, movie moments, but this scene I haven't used before. It's um, it's about Billy Bean, uh, the current GM, now team president of Oakland Athletics. And this is around the early 2000s, and he lost Jason Giambi, Isringhausen, and uh, Johnny Damon. And it's a tough time for that team. So they're pretty much in their rebuild stages, trying to put uh, another good team on the field together. And uh, Billy enlists the help of Peter Brandt. He was an Indians uh, assistant scout. He saw something it has never been done in baseball, what, which is why the movie's called Moneyball. Uh, spoiler there. But uh, my scene goes into the uh, elimination game. And the beginning of the movie, it shows an elimination game. It's against the New York Yankees uh, the previous year. you know, And they show in the latter part, it's you know the Oakland A's. And they're going up against the Minnesota Twins. There's a really good pitcher... Uh, on the mound for the Twins, their best pitcher uh, out of the bullpen, and this this scene is towards the end uh, of the game scene that they show. So the Oakland A's they set an MLB record, you know, uh, first team to ever in Major League history win 20 games, and they're in the scene where one of their batters is up and he's got an 0-2 count. He's got runners on the base pads. They're down by a few runs, and he hits the ball, and it's a flyout. Uh, to fans uh, chagrin and um, the Oakland A's are eliminated and I think it's interesting in that scene the way they put it together you know because there's Billy Bean he's like we lost you know uh, you know he wasn't too happy about it and Peter's like oh we had a great season you know it, it shows you especially comparing to the White Sox right now now that's not me saying I'm wanting the White Sox to lose the L. Wacker series but it shows I think the precedent that Anything can happen. Doesn't matter where a team comes from in their rebuild, uh, what happens through it. It just matters that they get to a successful point. Their window opens, and it's something exciting. And that's what this Oakland A team did in the movie Moneyball, and uh, you know, based on a real life story. And I think that compares well to Chicago White Sox. You know, they're not as experienced in the playoffs right now. Uh, you know, they have a new young core with some key veterans that have won before and been through the playoffs. So I think. This scene compares to the young Chicago White Sox and what they can do in the playoffs. You know, just hitting the ball well, uh, you know, getting the ball at the ballpark, or if it's Nick Madrigal uh, with a strong contact hitting along with Rui Garcia possibly coming back, uh, Adam Engel, uh, Tim Anderson, any of these guys, you know, the pitching staff, all these guys together have the talent to make some noise in their first playoffs in uh, 12 years. you know, And this is the opening of the next era of White Sox baseball. So a lot of fans are excited. Players are excited. They're going to be nervous, obviously, um, as Oakland was in that scene in the movie. But anything can happen in baseball. you know, uh, It's something Don Cooper said when he was on our show, White Sox pitching coach. Baseball is a funny game if things, uh, things could go your way. So I think that scene from Moneyball really compares well um, to the current Chicago White Sox and just the MLB playoffs as a whole. Uh, you know, they're going in with not as much experience as some of these teams in the AL and the NL, but sky's the limit in baseball. Sky's the limit in anything. And uh, as as I and as I said, we at Will's Fifth Quarter Special wish our best luck to Chicago White Sox. So that's my sports movie moment favorite. Uh, if you haven't seen Moneyball, go check it out. It's a really good baseball movie. And uh, that's going to be my sports movie moment favorite. That is all the time we have in episode 53 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we will have updated coverage on postseason action for both the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs and how both teams are faring.
through the AL what the AL and NL wildcard series, the division ser- series, the Central series, and more. We're also going to cover all things Chicago Bears during the regular season, Chicago Bulls and their offseason headed toward the draft in a few months, and all things collegiate sports as well, as we usually cover all things as they continue to unfold. I want to thank our guest appearance and for coming on to the show, my dad. I love you very much, dad, and um, you've done a lot to actually you know, get me into sports as a fan, uh, inspiring my passion from a young age, especially in baseball. And uh, going to so many White Sox games, we're finally going to see them in the playoffs. Uh, so uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, we hope to have you on again soon. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farrell, along with my guest appearance, Brian Farrell, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Join the sports convo and share your opinions on all things sports on Twitter at William D. Farlow and use the hashtag Will's fifth quarter special. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.